All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Day Love It podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. Salutations and proclamations. It is I, it is you, it is us, it is we. Together, we make up the digital family that is the De La Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Philly's number one son, aka the body alchemist, Sun Moon Bay, bringing you another podcast excursion. Welcome one, welcome all to the 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health that is the De La Fit Podcast. We have a great show for you today. My guest is a Miss Mary Sheila. She's going to be talking to us about mindful eating. Why is it important for us to observe this practice? What can it do for you and how can it help you have a better life? Which it definitely can. It's going to be an interesting conversation. We're going to get into that uh, as soon as possible. Just want to take the time out to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I know there's many things going on all over the world. Earthquakes and the West Coast and hurricanes and the heartlands and heat wave in the east coast but you know what i'm hoping that out of all the chaos that's going on throughout the world with everything going on you can use this moment to be a moment of peace you know that's what's most needed for everybody out there we need moments of peace we need clarity we need communication and it seems as though there's so much going on my cousin is saying it's the retrograde Millennials, look it up, Google it. I'm not going to be talking about that. But um, we're going to be having some uh, great positive conversation dealing with mindfulness. I said early in 2019 at the beginning of it, the writing on the wall was about mindfulness and progression. And that conversation has continued throughout 2019. Mindfulness is key and it's mindfulness about everything. I've had the privilege of having some very great guests come on the show and speak about mindfulness and how it can be implemented in every part of one's life, how to begin the practice, which is so important because it seems as though everything is trying to pull us out of ourselves. It's trying to take us from looking at ourselves, from really taking the time to see what's going on within. When we stop looking at what's going on inside, That's when we truly lose ourselves. That's the most important. With everything that's going on around us, in front of us, on our cell phones, computers, tablets, with everything that's being projected and shown to us, mindfulness is key. How many of us have heard the term know thyself? You can't know yourself if you're not mindful of yourself, your feelings, your emotions. 
So with that being said, we're going to get into this interview. I hope you all enjoy it. I enjoyed having the conversation immensely. So let's get into it. Salutations and proclamations. It's Philly's number one son, aka the Body Alchemist, Sun Moon Bay, host of the Daily Fit Podcast, letting you know that you can now tune in from some of your favorite platforms. That's right, iTunes lovers, Google Play Music listeners, and Spotify addicts. Simply to tune in, go to the search section in your favorite platform and type in Daily Fit Podcast. We haven't forgotten about you too, YouTube lovers or SoundCloud floaters. It's the same thing. Go to your favorite app or platform and type in in the search menu, De La Fit Podcast. You're now tuned in to the De La Fit Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the De La Fit Podcast. We are here and we are going to talk about a very interesting topic, of which is mindful eating. Now, for many of you out there, you're probably like, what, what is mindful eating? You, you hear the term, it's mentioned a lot. They have more trainings on mindfulness in itself. But I know many individuals don't quite understand what that is. We talk about it here on the podcast, but there are still many individuals out there that just don't understand what mindfulness is and how also it can connect to eating and nutrition. Well, we have a special guest with us. We have Miss Mary Ganelli, and she is a certified holistic nutrition consultant and a practitioner of Ayurveda. I hope I pronounced that correctly. And she's going to be walking us through mindful eating, the pros of it, what it can do for you, and how it can impact your health and your nutrition overall. So, Miss Mary, are you on the line are you with us i am here thank you very much it is our pleasure to have you here i know it's early morning for you it's actually 7 a.m where you are and it's 10 a.m here in the east coast but we thank you so much for being committed to your path and your purpose and to joining us here i know it can be difficult i'm not a morning person <laughs> well it helps that it's summertime <laughs> and the birds are all outside waking me up so it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, and I hope I pronounced it correctly, your last name. So my name, my full name is Mary Sheila Ganella, and I go by Mary Sheila, actually. So just like your son, Moon, I'm Mary Sheila. <laughs> all right. Well, I will call you Mary Sheila. Awesome. All right. So, and you practice something. But let's, let's start with that, because I, I just want to talk about it because I saw it and I thought it was interesting and I'm going to try to pronounce it again. You practice something called Ayurveda. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, you did good. Ayurveda is is, that's the way I say it. And Ayurveda is the science of medicine from India. And it is a, what's really cool about Ayurveda, kind of like what you're doing here with your podcast is it's really rooted in self-care. So it's, it's sort of the opposite of our maybe traditional healthcare system in the last whatever amount of years where we didn't really know and understand the body and, you know, the doctor knew all and we took the pill, we did what the doctor said. And now we're in this place of really more self-investigation. Like, 
what do I need? We can look things up online. We can learn more. We can, you know, learn from podcasts like yours. So Ayurveda is the science of medicine that is rooted in self-care and how you care for yourself. And food is medicine. Herbs are medicine. Your emotions are addressed. You know, that's a big part of Ayurveda is you address your emotions because oftentimes our thoughts become our emotions and our emotions can sometimes settle in the body and lead to different conditions. So it has a really wonderful way of looking at the body and it it's also elemental medicine. So we are the elements of the earth and George the elements, right? So right. we within our environment, right, we have ether, which is space. Mm-hmm. In the body we have space and space for things to move along through the body. Like we have a lot of space in our lungs for the air to come in. Right. right? We have space in our intestinal tract for the food to move through. We also have air which, you know, we, we take in the oxygen, we need the oxygen, we leave room for oxygen in every single cell. I mean, yeah, pretty much every single cell needs oxygen and oxygen can flow through the blood and our red blood cells. We also have fire, right? We right. have, we're warm. And we, every single cell has mitochondria, which is like our little internal engines of every cell. And right. then we also have our fiery digestive organs. Like we turn food into us we do that like the stomach is very fiery the liver is very fiery so we have that fire and then just like the earth is 70 percent water we're water we're 70 percent water and so we water is the transport for all the nutrients for all the waste and then we also our body is earth right it's the solid structure that gives us form so ayurveda is rooted in elemental medicine just like Chinese medicine is so if you feel like you know something's out of balance like if you're too congested or mucousy or somebody's edemic or if they're too dry right we address it and say oh it's too dry you need more hydration hydrating foods hydrating beverages oh you're too wet mucousy maybe you need more dry food you're too fiery oh let's cool you down with these foods you're too cold let's warm you up with these foods so that's the science of Ayurveda. Sort of in a nutshell for me is like really using the elements to guide you in your choices. You know, I knew from the moment that uh, I read your bio that this was going to be a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Just from your definition and how you explain it, I thought it was very interesting. And before I get into some of these other questions, I think it's interesting how you framed it in the part of we are the total of our universe that we live in so it's kind of interesting the fact you said like you know the world or i should say the earth is 70 percent water and yes it's 70 percent water that is in us so what do you think the things that are taking place in the world because to me it's kind of like a direct correlation if the say the polar ice caps are melting and certain things are taking place that's got to affect us and how we are in our balance absolutely i mean like the earth is in crisis right now right and there's the changing of the climate and then you look at all of us you know and and i have you know you and i have more the context of you know being in, in the united states right you look at all of us and we are you know really stressed in general and we're trying to you know a lot of people are kind of just in survival 
surviving, right? And then right. we also have, we see a lot of disease, chronic disease, a lot of cancer. We're all touched by that. So the stress is very, when we are stressed, we're producing a lot of cortisol. And over time, that's very hot and dry. So it kind of dries out the tissue and it doesn't allow things to flow as well. So things can get kind of stuck. And then, you know, in that, sometimes we're not carving. And this is like a perfect segue for mindful eating in a sense, because it, like, you know, when we're stressed, we're just grabbing on the go. We're, we're just grabbing something. We're, it's not the same as just really the intentional, like, what am I feeding my body? You know, how is this working? So, you know, we have that. So, and then we just see the earth at, with the toxicity. And then that toxicity, you know, it becomes part of us too, because we're eating, you know, whatever we're eating has a lot of those toxins in it and it's building up in our systems as well. And, you know, it's, it's disrupting a lot of our systems. It gets very disruptive to the hormonal system. And, you know, and our detoxification pathways have a harder time getting rid of everything. So absolutely, like we're such a reflection of the bigger picture. And it, it kind of reminds me of that saying of, you know, I want to change the world, so I start with myself, you know. Right, right. It does make a big difference what we put in the body and our thoughts and our emotions and, you know, how we care for ourselves. And then it reflects that to then, you know, those choices that we make, if we make better choices or more sustainable choices, then it, it does impact, you know, especially when it's more collective, what what's happening in the bigger picture. Right. I totally agree. So for our listeners out there who are ignorant to what mindfulness is, if you can give a kind of a brief definition on what that is and how mindful eating is connected to that. So to me, mindfulness is the ability to know and to sort of act upon the fact that we always have a choice. Mm, okay. And, right, we always have a choice in the matter. And if, and a lot of times we're just, we're just doing. And to me, mindfulness is that little space that we can open up between our actions within our actions of, like, you know, so that what we choose to do is, is very intentional. So it's that, like, wow, I'm, you know, mindfulness is here. It's funny because I, I teach a mindful eating class that I've taught for, I don't know, like three or four years now. Mm-hmm. And we were recently, we were doing, we were crafting affirmations. Okay. Um, and one of the first people in the class said, I am grateful for mindfulness. And I was like, oh my God, I love that. And I took that as my own so that sometimes when I find myself doing maybe two or three things, multitasking, right. say, I'm grateful for mindfulness and it brings me back to, okay, wow, where, what am I doing right now? Like maybe I'm chewing something right. and I'm cutting something and I'm listening to something and I'm, you know, so it brings me back. And, and so to me, mindfulness, it's that knowing we have a choice and, you know, and I couple it with, and that tiny little space to recognize and acknowledge that and choose whatever it is. You know, right. So in a yeah. sense, kind of like know yourself and the deeper parts of yourself in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of like check in with self. Right. 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 Something we don't I actually say, I don't think we are taught or it, it's not a common thing to do. And you said mm-hmm. it prior. We're in such a go go society that it's like, when do you ever check in with yourself? You know, to see how you're right. doing or what you're doing. 
So my question next would be, what is the connection with mindful eating? You know, why is it important and why should we start to practice it? So the amazing thing about being a human or just even being any life form, right, is the fact that, you know, we eat food and it really does become us. So that whole thing is, of you know, you are what you eat is really true. Right. And um, when I teach kids, sometimes I say, so we don't want to be fast, cheap, and easy, right? Right. We want to be more intentional with what we're putting in our body. So if we come back to that, like, what is mindful eating? Mindful eating is a choice. It's we're choosing what we can eat. It, it's having that personal responsibility of what it is that we're putting into our body. Because for most of us, you know, we might go through life kind of, as kids like eating whatever and eating what we want and sometimes you know most kids are like I don't want to eat that I'm not going to eat that I just want this other thing and it's you know usually something that's more pleasurable so we go through life and usually we get to a point where we say wow like I want to eat maybe better foods and more healthy foods or I have you know, weight that I want to lose or this condition that I want to address. And I, like, I got the memo. I got the memo. Like, you know, the sodas are out, the water's in, and I need to eat healthier or whatever. So mindful eating, again, to me, it's really owning the fact that we have a choice. And it's not necessarily needing to follow, like, you know, some really rigid plan. It's, it's that, you know, sometimes I tell my clients, like, am I hungry? Right. How hungry am I? What am I hungry for? Right? There's that little space that we created before a meal of saying, like, oh, I need something. What does my body need? And then, you know, going back to the elements, am I hot? Am I cold? Am I wet? Am I dry? Well, we might not always know, you know, because sometimes we're just going through the motions. We're not always checking in with our body. But right. the more we start to kind of ask those questions, the more our body is going to start to tell us you know, maybe what we need, what we're craving. And, you know, sometimes our cravings are not necessarily, you know, it's like, oh, I'm really craving chocolate. It's not like, oh, I must really need it. But it's also just acknowledging that. Okay. And, you know, I think, too, when it comes to mindful eating, I'll just say another thing is that we have, like, the amazing thing about our body, like, when we're on go, 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 go right. all the time, we're basically in survival uh, in a sense like our nervous system is turned on to the sympathetic nervous system which means like our hormonal system which is also rules our digestive tract is like you know make sure you are safe if i'm like driving my car my body is in the sympathetic and it's you know it's going to keep me safe so i pay attention on the road my senses are up right right when i eat or when I rest, or when maybe I meditate, when I take deep breaths, my nervous system, that part of the nervous system starts to relax. And I start to go into my parasympathetic nervous system, which rules my digestive tract, which has more neurons, right? The gut-brain connection has more neurons than even, you know, like more than my brain. It's considered the largest part of the nervous system is in the gut and that's where all my digestive juices start to come out when I'm in that mode so if I'm back in my car and I've got my meal sitting next to me and I'm driving
We hope you're enjoying the interview thus far with Mary Sheila as she discusses mindful eating habits. Just a quick reminder to like, follow, and share the De La Fit podcast. Thank you, and now back to our regular scheduled program. I'm eating. None of those juices, I mean, some of them are probably going to get turned on just from the taste factors because, you know, the tastes are going to kind of stimulate digestion. Right. Like my stomach acid is not going to be producing as much stomach acid, my pancreas, all of my enzymes are not going to be as robust. But if I say, oh, okay, what is mindful eating? Maybe mindful eating is that like creating that little space before a meal. Oh, I'm going to sit and eat a meal. I'm going to sit and I'm going to look at it. I'm going to bring it in through my eyes, which is going to help turn on my digestive system because my digestive system is like the, the control center of the digestive system is the hypothalamus in the brain. So it turns on my digestive system. All my juices start to to go. I smell the food. That helps too. I take some deep breaths, which helps get me into the parasympathetic mode. And my digestion starts to turn on. It starts to activate. It starts, I, all my juices start to flow. And basically, instead of being in fight or flight, I bring myself into rest and digest, which is the parasympathetic parasympathetic mode (laughs) and it it allows everything to start to like secrete and all my juices are going and it means I'm also going to get more out of my food my digestion is going to like turn on and my like I have all these mucous membranes they're going to all secrete and it's also extremely protective right it's like because a lot of times when we eat or if we're stressed all the time and we're in that other mode, the lining of our gut starts to thin and then people start to run into problems. So it, it becomes this whole cascade. So it's kind of amazing what we can do when we say, okay, I'm going to just be more mindful with this meal because then we think about all those other goals like, gosh, I want to lose some weight. I want to start eating better. All of a sudden we're eating a meal and we're realizing maybe part halfway through the meal, like, oh, I'm noticing I'm full. I don't need to eat all of this. Um, Or I'm chewing my food better, you know, things like that. So, Mary, I think I understand where you're going with this. For some of the individuals out there, some of the listeners, you know, because I know I have friends of mine that's going to be like, that all sounds well and good, but isn't eating just eating? How can they, Mm -hmm. I I think you've already began to make those connections, but how can mindful eating help them with their everyday life or help them throughout their everyday life? Because I, I think you definitely touched on the importance of it and why. But I don't mm-hmm. think for a lot of people, I think they might think it's too much in the sense of it's almost like, you know, well, am I going to have to start meditating? And, you know, am I going to have to start doing yoga? I, I feel like many people, they are caught in that space of, Am I going to have to pause? Or I don't. I don't have the time. I think that's the word I'm looking for. It's that space and time. I don't have the time for that. You know, I have to get it in and get it out. Why is it important that we start to focus on that for our everyday? Yeah, totally. And I hear that all the time about I don't even have time to barely eat my lunch. I don't have time right. to step away from the computer or to do whatever it is. And I get that because I can get into that mode too. But right here. Nobody, you know, the thing to remember, first of all, is nobody is going to give you the time 
that you need except for you. Nobody's going to do that for you. And we do have the power and the control to do that. So there is that. And what's so interesting, I think, what, what, you know, when you start to ask that question is, you know, oftentimes what we do in one part of our life starts showing up in all other parts of our lives. And the thing about the gut is, or the, you know, our digestive tract and mindful eating, and you've probably heard this, the gut is your second brain. Yes. Right? So, you know, when we're when we're embryos developing, it's the same exact tissue and there's nerves that connect the brain and the gut. So oftentimes, you know, when we give ourselves that moment of just, you know, maybe it's like three breaths before a meal, right? And it's not, you know, again, like, you know, your eyes aren't closed, you're not making a big scene. You can do this when you're at a at lunch with a friend or a bunch of friends just you know take a little pause take a few breaths no one has to know you're doing it right you do that and you start bringing that intention of okay i'm making this choice to eat this food you're tapping into your hunger you're sort of starting the dialogue between the gut and the brain Mm. then you're out in the world and all of a sudden you're starting to feel you know oftentimes when we have to make a choice or we're presented with something you know we have like our gut instinct right and a lot of times we get the first cue of oh this is what i should do and then that's our gut that's our like below the shoulders and then we start to analyze it and then we go well maybe i should do this maybe i should do that and then we're like all over the place we can't decide and then we decide to do we analyze it enough we do make a second choice from the first gut instinct and then we realize damn i should have done that first thing that was the right thing to do we're in it and we realize it and so you know part of it too is the more we start listening to that and kind of paying attention to the gut and we can do that through the mindful eating and through the choice the more we start to listen to that the more we can be guided by that and then that you know the more we we listen and we're guided you know you can call it the gut instinct you can call it the universe you can call it whatever but you know, that's going to help us on the path of whatever it is that we're doing in our life. You know, whoever we are, with or without, you know, meditation or yoga or anything like that. Right. And that's the bottom line, because the more we're detached from that, the more we're going to put things in our body that are not necessarily going to serve us. You know, they might be allergenic. They might be, you know, lower the immune system. You know, it goes on and on. Like, our relationship because ultimately I mean the one of the things I say a lot is like we are up against a lot right we you know we talked about the planet a little bit but even you know one thing I talked about a lot is like the food corporation all the foods that they design in laboratories are extremely addicted and we learned how to eat them and we, we developed the neural pathways for loving them and feeling like they're our comfort food when we were kids, most of us, right? Because, right. you know, we, we saw the commercials and our parents bought them or we begged our parents to buy them or whatever. And then all of a sudden we have this desire to and, and this kind of need to have these things. And there's nothing about most of those processed foods that do anything good for us. In fact, they're part of the culprit of a lot of the disease that we're facing. So, again, if you come back to mindful eating, it makes it easier to make 
choices that are going to be better for each of us, whatever those choices are, right? You're right. And you know what? I think it's interesting because you hit a key word when you said design. And you made me think back because I'm an 80s baby. So for Mm -hmm. me, Saturday morning, it was an awesome time for, I think, for many of us 80s babies as children because that was cartoon day. That was, you know, you get your your cereal, you know, and you're there and you're ready, you know, to watch cartoons. And I recently was watching a Netflix documentary. Escapes me the name of it. I'll remember it. But it was interesting. They were talking about toys and cereals and foods of the 80s. And what shocked me was the fact of my beloved cartoons had been created to sell these things. So a lot of my favorite cartoons at the time, you know, going back to what you're saying about how certain things have been created by these corporations designed, even my childhood great memories are almost products of this design from these corporations, you know, that's sitting down, that great cartoon that made me want to get that toy or get that food, which now can affect us all in these times. So I think you hit the nail right on the head when you said designed, and it's been pre-designed for a very long time. Yep. So, I mean, I I had to add that to that because I thought you already brought up the topic or hit the nail on the head. So with that, with understanding that now, the negatives of not mindful, practicing mindfulness when eating, what are some of the things that comes from that? What is it that we're developing when we're not practicing that kind of that like you said that gut instinct that using that brain of you know and taking things in and really functioning and seeing what it is that we should be putting into our body what are some of those negative uh that can come from that well number one you know we're going to tend to overeat when we're not mindful eating right we that's a big one right Mm-hmm. Number two, we're probably doing a, you know, chomp, chomp, swallow, right? And right. we were just, you know, back to the design, we were designed, we actually only have, sometimes I ask this as a trick question when I teach, but we, we only have teeth in one place in our body. That's it. We only get one chance to create as much surface area for our food, for all of our enzymes and chemicals to access that right so if i'm just like chomp chomp swallow because i'm doing two other or three other things at the same time then i'm like creating not creating enough surface area and you know my digestive juices like can't break down a nut like only my teeth can do that right wow (laughs) i never (laughs) i never thought of it that way wow (laughs) yeah so if you think about it so first of all you know yeah we chew our food and then the food goes in our stomach and i like to call the stomach stomach like our pot it cooks our food Okay. And it, it's the same kind of thing, like, and it's going to churn the food. And again, it, hopefully we lick, we, it's kind of liquefying our food, cooking our food. And hopefully we gave as much surface area as we could to our stomach to kind of churn everything. And that's the other thing, like, we have to, number one, have all those enzymes come out. And again, the more mindful we are, the more we have. If we eat too much, we don't get all the churning, right? That we that can happen. So that's another piece. And slowing down, being mindful, we actually naturally will stop sooner. We'll get the signal 
of like, oh, I'm full, stop eating, right? Mm. So that's a big part of it. And then, you know, as I mentioned before, too, when we are mindful eating, we're in that parasympathetic nervous system. And then when we're not, we're in more of the fight or flight, right? right. Again, we're not producing as much of the juices. So the lining of the gut is a little bit more, I would just say, compromised in general. It's interesting. I read this. I can't remember all the details, but I read this study. These It was an Italian study where they had like college students eat and drink something, and then they had them eat and drink something while they were watching a movie. And they measured their blood levels of absorption of what they were eating and drinking. And it was, you know, I'm not going to get it right, but it was a remarkable. It was like over 75% less absorption of what they just ate and drank mm-hmm. when they were mindful versus when they were not mindful. So we absorb a lot more. Yeah. Okay. Pretty, pretty amazing. And, you know, the other thing I would say is just it. It helps us stay true to our goals, I think, when we're paying attention. You know, like, I'll just tell you, you know, around the I'm hungry, what am I hungry for, right? So I think a lot of people, what can definitely kind of impair our digestion and also, you know, if somebody does have maybe weight loss goals or they want to eat better, just that awareness, right? So I was, I had my office like in a little nook in my kitchen, right? So a lot of times I'd be, you know, working and maybe making dinner or whatever. And one day I had a, a bag of granola just like sitting open on the counter. And every time I walked by, I would put my hand in the bag and grab a handful and right. just walk around and do whatever and just eat it. And it was funny. Actually, I was working on some mindful eating stuff. And all of a sudden, I, I like noticed, you know, I gave myself that space. I'm like, what am I doing? And then I stopped and I said, am I hungry? And I was like, no, I'm not really hungry right now. So I said, okay, you know, and I put, put the last handful back. I closed up the bag. I threw it back in the cupboard. I said, okay. I told myself, you can eat this later if you're, when you're hungry. It's not going away. It's not going anywhere. Right. And it was just that, right, that awareness of like, oh, you know, I don't need to be eating. I mean, that's one of the things, and, I, you know, maybe we could talk about it another time, but, like, one of the things that I... It, it's like, what's the difference between snacking all day versus having meals? And why is that so important? And also, even how does that help our digestion to even work a lot better? And, you know, when we're snacking all day, we're likely going to be snacking on, you know, granola or like the cereal or maybe chips or, you know, things that are not necessarily going to serve us the same way as well, I sat down and have a meal. Look at this nice meal I made for myself. Right? Right, right. So... It's interesting you're saying that because you just made me think about something else and the fact of with dealing with the granola and how, you know, you were taking as you were working and things like that. I was thinking about commercials, <laughs> you know, and the, uh-huh. fact, and the fact of just how we're kind of almost and I got to be careful how to say this. <laughs> it's almost it's in our face all the time. So when it would say commercials for different products. So it's like. You know, if something is in your face, I think it's three times they say if something is in in front of you or you see something, you're going to investigate it. I think that's how the saying goes or if something is in front of you or something like that. But I was thinking about that and the fact of what we are introduced to on a a daily basis, as you said earlier, you know, it's, it's almost like an uphill battle. So commercials with fast food you know, on the TV or on our cell phones or even popping up on our computers when we're working and things of that nature, you know, that makes that battle even harder. 
as well as the fact of it's kind of like it makes you quiet that mindful voice in your head because it's like a subliminal thought you know like hey Mm -hmm. here's a big blah 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 food you know (laughs) in your face take this chip slash whatever you know being very careful what I'm saying (laughs) but you know in that sense that like you're saying you're just eating you're just putting something in your mouth you're not thinking about it you're just doing it which can I'm sure leads to other things it leads to other problems with the body so it seems like as with this conversation mindful eating is more it is that keyword mindful in this fact of watching what you're doing watching what you're putting mm-hmm. in your mouth how you're doing it and the things that come with it mary you have a book am i correct the breakfast report tell us i little, do yeah tell us something a little bit about that so I have written, it's a free ebook on my website. And if you don't mind, I can just tell my website. It's called Occidental Nutrition. Go for it. And so my book is called The Breakfast Report. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of breakfast. And Same part here. of that is, because, okay, nice. <laughs> and a big part of that is just even because of how we are wired and how our hormones are working. So so when I work with people, I love to talk about, I love to help people with the hormonal system. And maybe sometimes people think like, oh, my, my estrogen or testosterone. But really, our glands, our hormonal system, so everything from, you know, our ovaries for women, testes for men, and our adrenal glands, and our pancreas that controls our blood sugar, and our thymus that controls our immune system, and our thyroid that controls the metabolism and then the glands and the brain that you know so we have these rhythms we have all these hormones that are like our messengers and this is what really keeps us balanced so when i walk outside and it's cold my hormones are going to activate to warm me up when i'm hungry my hormones activate so that all of a sudden I can feel my stomach starting to growl and when we want to go to sleep at night our hormones are regulated to be calm down to allow us to sleep, right? So we have all of these hormonal systems that keep us in balance. And it it keeps our metabolism in balance, our circadian rhythm, our adrenal glands to help us with energy. So basically, the breakfast report is saying what you eat and like how you eat and what you eat for breakfast can help to set up that system and regulate it. So it's about how do we eat the right breakfast that for your hormonal system and for blood sugar balance? Because oftentimes that's sort of the, the thing that happens is that, you know, we might be eating maybe more mindlessly and eating kind of what we want or maybe not eating the right things. And our blood sugar starts to get imbalanced, meaning maybe our insulin's higher. Maybe we have high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Maybe we have gained weight specifically around the middle we're not sleeping well. All of those things are, you know, we might say, okay, I need to eat differently for my, to lose weight. But really, you want to change things so that your hormones get back in balance on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to maybe lose weight. And then you can start to sleep better. Then you can have more energy. So breakfast can set you up for that. And so it's about what you eat for breakfast and like, 
sort of how you balance your macronutrients, whether, you know, and I, I focus more on proteins, fats, and fiber for breakfast. And I explain exactly why in the breakfast reporting, sort of, so you understand how the rhythm of your hormones are working in the morning. And it's a great insight into how the body's working so that, you know, again, like knowledge is power. The more we know and the more we understand, the more we have more mindfulness of the choices that we make. I'm actually downloading your your book right now. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mary, first things first, thank you for joining us here again at the Day Lifted podcast. Where can people contact you to find out more about what you're doing, ask you questions, download your book or, you know, maybe work with you? Yeah. So my website is called Occidental Nutrition. And Occidental is the town that I live in, in Sonoma County in Northern California, and it it means of the West, so Occidental Nutrition. Um, I have a website there, and I also have an Occidental Nutrition Facebook page, and I do a lot of cooking on there. I do lots of cooking videos, which are really fun. And I also have Occidental Nutrition YouTube station, which you can see some of my cooking as well if you're maybe not on Facebook. And there, if you download my breakfast report, you know, I'll keep letting you know about my upcoming events. I do some online stuff and I do work one-on-one with people. So you can check it all out there. And then if you're interested, there's ways to reach out to me also on the website. Yeah, so I'm I'm available to, to help people. I you know, like I mentioned, I work on a lot with the hormonal system and I also really help people who are maybe diabetic or pre diabetic. That's one of my specialties. You know, when I help people who are having struggling with sleep as well. So, you know, lots of things that are to me I I say, Oh, that that all boils down to your metabolic hormones, you know, let's fix those from the inside out through your food and diet and lifestyle choices and then oftentimes people everything kind of comes back into balance for people so I have a lot of fun <laughs> Mary thank you so much for joining us I know again it's early for you but you brought so much energy and a lot of information that I think our listeners are grateful to hear I know I am because it reaffirms what needs to be done in order for me to live my best life as the young people like to say <laughs> yeah you know and, and, really, and Oprah. <laughs> that's that's right and you know and just kind of refocus on myself I feel like that's something we're losing we're taught to be selfish but not in the balanced proper way you know and mm-hmm. which I think is really dysfunctional you know it's a it's a shame but I feel like we're with people like yourself we're getting closer to where we came from. You know, we're tying ourselves back in. So we greatly appreciate you for coming and being on the show this morning. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun to talk to you. So thanks. All right. We'll be back with more from the Daily Outfit Podcast. Hey, Day Life Fit Podcast listeners, want to share your opinions, give feedback, or tell me what you're thinking? Send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in a future episode of the Day Left It Podcast. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform I use to make this podcast. Here are some of the things I'd like to hear from you. Questions you may have for me, future topics, and or types of guests you would like us to reach out to. 
You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes. I can't wait to hear from you. It's time for another podcast excursion. Join us. We are the Della Fit Podcast. Mindfulness, 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 mindfulness. Mindfulness is key, everyone. Uh, I'd like to thank Mary Sheila for coming on to the show, sharing her energy, sharing her experience and her knowledge with us, and to sort of reconfirm what we've been talking about already since the beginning of this year. Mindfulness. Mindfulness is key. Um, I think that the more we continue to talk about mindfulness, the more we continue to have these conversations and to discuss just why it is so important for us to be mindful of our feelings, of our ourselves. You know, sort of think of it as a, a systems check. You know, you take your car in for maintenance if you drive a vehicle or you know, if you have a computer, you know, you do a system analyst or, uh, excuse me, a systems analysis of what's going on. Uh, and it's about paying close attention to the device. Because why? Why do we want to pay close attention to the device? Why do we want to make sure and be mindful and have a analysis of what's going on? so that we can make sure that it continues to run like we need it to run. We do this with all sorts of mechanical devices. Why aren't we doing it with ourselves? Well, the answer is we've been doing this with ourselves, wow, since we were physically formed in flesh. It's just that we have been taught not to do it. We've been taught not to pay attention to ourselves. We've been taught to focus on the outside of ourselves rather than what's going on inside. Don't pay that any attention. It doesn't matter. It's what matters, what's physically in front of you. You know, at one point, science, as it is taught today, used to deal with the fact of you cannot deal with what is not physically in front of you. That does not mean it's factual. We are learning that that is a lie. That what we can't see is actually more times important than what we can see. Because what we can't see is the cause of what we do see. That's inside, that's spiritually, that's mentally, that's the whole shebang. So I want to thank Mary Sheila for coming on to the De La Fit podcast and sharing this information, sharing how this can help us with our eating habits, you know, and in turn, we're going to have more conversations like this and how they can affect us throughout our entire lives. But I want to just thank all you listeners out there and encourage you to continue to hit us up on the De La Fit podcast email, which is DeLaFit13 at gmail.com, as well as our website, which is www.DeLaFitPodcast.com. Hit us up. 
Tell us what you think about what we're doing. Ask us questions. Send us comments. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. On Facebook, we are De La Fit Podcast. On Instagram, we are Day, D-E underscore L-A underscore Fit Podcast. One word. Comment. Question. Bring up topics. We'll discuss it. You want us to bring a guest on the show? Hey, tell us who it is. We'll get at them. We are not afraid to invite anybody on the Daily Fit Podcast as long as they are about helping humanity continue to progress in the positive. That's what it's about, everybody. Each one, teach one, and the village, it is real. The digital family is real. We are connected to that divine Wi-Fi in the sky. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Daylight Fit Podcast and that you will continue to join us. As always, be safe, love yourself. The more you love yourself, the more you will love and treat others well. Peace. You've been listening to the Delafit Podcast. Ta-ta for now.